Welcome to this Dulos Deliberation. I'm Levi Bimba, and today we're going to talk about children. So my wife and I just had our son, Kaizen, about five months ago. And we've been thinking about, and I read an article that made me think more about raising children and teaching them to be responsible. And especially in our son's case, obviously, we want to train him up to be a, a man, a man who loves God, who loves his word, who loves the church and wants to do what is right and wants to to please Christ and all that he does. But in this stage of his life, as he's young, as he's developing, as he continues to grow, my wife and I have a huge responsibility to teach him how to act, how to think, how to behave. And a lot of the things that he will do and think will be predicated based on or be predicated on what he sees from me as his father and, and from his mother, how we react to certain things, how we interact with one another in the house, how we spend our time and how we uh, how we how we react emotionally to certain things that we see in the news or we see happen in the household. A lot of that stuff he's going to pick up and, and internalize and and uh, act out once he gets older. And, and sometimes he'll do it as a child. And in ways that may seem humorous at the time, but may turn to very serious issues as he gets older. So before we get to the article on the Daily Wire, I wanted to talk a little bit about what the Bible talks about regarding raising children. In Deuteronomy 6, as Moses is giving the law to the second generation of Israelites, he says in verse 1, Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. And he Continues in verse five, and he says that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. So God is telling the Israelites through the mouth of Moses that he wants them to teach their children his commandments, his statutes, his judgments, his laws. He wants them to teach their children to fear God and fearing God is keeping his commandments, keeping his statutes and and, and doing what God tells us to do. And that's what uh, the God was telling the Israelites. And that's what he tells us today as parents. We have to teach our children to uh, fear God, to honor him. And and how can we teach what we aren't doing ourselves? If we really want our children to do uh, uh, God's commands and to fear him, we have to be fearing God ourselves. So that's something that I need to think about deeply. And my wife needs to think about all those who have children or want to have children someday. You have to be looking at your own life and saying, am I am I fearing God? Am I am I keeping God's commands? Because how can I do or how can I teach my own children something if I'm not doing it myself? So God tells parents to teach their children diligently the commandments of the Lord. And I remember this vividly growing up where my parents would continuously tell us to uh, 
uh, obey them, to, to do what the Bible says to do, to read the Bible, to stop spending time in frivolous things, you know, read the Bible and, and try to learn more about who God is and, and pray. And, and we had to do a lot of devotions early in the morning, or we would have to fast and pray for hours and hours. We had to do a lot of stuff, uh, spiritually speaking. And my parents would read books to us regarding, uh, spiritual topics and things like that. So they were trying, and I think uh, should be commended for trying to get us to think biblically, to act and behave in a way that would be pleasing to God. And I'm very thankful for that because I think that largely shaped who I am today and, and getting saved later on in life. I think that really encouraged me and helped me to grow and to, and to formulate my mind and orient it around the things of God. And I think that their sacrifice, their labor, their diligence in teaching us to pray, teaching us to read, and dragging us to church, even the days when we didn't want to go to church. <laughs> I remember when I was, I think, nine or ten years old. I don't know what happened that Sunday, but I think my sisters had made me mad. I have two, I have three sisters, two older, one younger. I can't remember which one. I have one in mind, but I won't say her name. But one of them, or two of them, or maybe all three of them had gotten me upset that day. And I remember my dad was coming out of the, the apartment, and I, and I jumped out of the out of the van I was crying and I was angry and I, and I, my dad said, what's wrong? And I said, I'm not going to church. And he was like, <laughs> he pretty much, he was like, what, what do you think you're doing? You better turn around and get right back in that van. We're, we're going to church. So my, my dad would have none of it. So I think that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, I love going to church today is because it's just, it's just been ingrained in me because of my dad and my mom teaching us to be in church when the doors are open. And that's kind of the 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 way that God wants parents to be is teaching their children to love him, to love his people and to love his word. And this is the same thing that's picked up in the New Testament when Paul is talking about the family in Ephesians six, verse one, where he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So Paul reiterates the, what uh, Moses had told the Israelites. This is commandment number five of the Ten Commandments, that, that you should honor your father and mother. And, and Paul tells children to obey your parents in the Lord. So he's saying, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So I think that phrase meaning in the Lord is do whatever they tell you to do that is in accordance with the revelation of God, because that is the right thing to do. It's 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 right to obey your father and your mother. If you're a child, you need to obey. And that's something that I'm glad my parents taught me was to obey. And even though a lot of that teaching happened at the other end of a belt or a rod, because I was very stubborn. But because of that stubbornness, I had to learn the hard way which was good. It was discipline. And it showed that my parents loved me enough. As the proverb says, if you don't discipline your son, you hate him. And they definitely showed me a lot of love. So uh, Paul continues when he says, you know, don't provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So again, he's reiterating what the Old Testament writes about how we ought to teach children diligently to fear God and to keep his commands. And this is what happens in the world when people don't teach their children to behave, when they don't teach their children to respect authority, they end up having run-ins with the law, with police officers. And this is the problem that we're having in society where it seems like 
over the past month, we saw a teenage girl get shot who was trying to stab another teenage girl at the time. And then we got a, another 13-year-old young man who was killed by the police because running away from them and he had a gun on him. And by the time the cop pulled the trigger and the, and the, and the young boy dropped the gun, you know, the kid was dead. And you just have to wonder, where are the parents? You know, where are these parents? What, what, where were these young children's parents? There was a 16-year-old girl and a 13-year-old boy that died at the hands of, of police officers because they were doing things they ought not to be doing. And, and you have to wonder at that point in their life, where are the parents? And this is what got an officer frustrated. And he wrote a Facebook post and the Daily Wire picked it up. And the title of the article is Texas Sheriff Blames Parents for Lawless Young People Blasts Armchair Police for Second-Guessing Officer Responses. So the article starts off like this. A Texas sheriff admonished parents in a recent Facebook post that police are not responsible for raising their children and criticized armchair police for second-guessing the life-and-death decisions, decisions that officers must make within seconds. And here, here's her statement. And the news cycle over the last few weeks have been stories of young people being shot by police in some type of altercation or another, wrote Throckmorton County Sheriff Doc Wigington on Friday. He continues, the public is quick to jump on the officers involved, stating a need for more training, better de-escalation tactics, and possibly shooting the subject in the leg. He continues, he says, when the use... When the use of deadly force is warranted, that is exactly what it is. Deadly force, not flesh wound force, not any other words to describe it, just deadly force, he wrote. Now, this may seem harsh, but we have to remember Romans 13, 4 says, For he is the minister, talking about the rulers, for he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. So we tend to second guess police officers a lot when it comes to the deadly force that they use. But he, he says that's this officer is saying that's exactly what we're supposed to use is deadly force. We're, we're supposed to stop the target and likely will mean the death of that target who is causing danger to to a potential victim. And the Bible backs that up where it says that he is a minister of God. And if you don't, if you do that, which is evil, you should be afraid because that sword that he's bearing is not in vain. In this case, it's a gun. But when Paul's writing, it was, it was a sword. They were there to restore order. And if that meant you losing your life, then that's on you. You have to you have to do what is right. Now, does that, does that absolve police officers from any wrongdoing? Obviously not. They have to be held accountable for when they overstep their bounds. But generally speaking, they don't bear they don't have guns for the sake just for the fun of it. They're, those guns are used to for deadly force. So this officer continues, he says that it is not the job of the officer to raise your kid. He put that sentence in all caps. He continues here. Parents need to take responsibility for the actions of their failure to raise their child to be respectful, responsible and listen to authority figures. And I think that's right on target with what the Bible says. We need to teach the children to listen to authority, to be respectful to be honorable, to, to esteem those that are higher than them, that are older than them, regardless of who they might be. And if you look at uh, another passage in the Old Testament, God even tells his children 
the Israelites this in Leviticus 19.32. It says, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear thy God. I am the Lord. So God is making this uh, a law in Old Testament that you should have respect for the old man that walks in the room or walks in your tent. You know, give him or give him honor, give him the dignity of who he is as an old man. It says and God puts right behind that statement, fear thy God. So if you want to show yourself to be a God fearer, you need to show respect to those who are in authority, those who are or even just those who are older than you, those who have gray hair on their head because they've, they've been through life. They 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 know more, or at least they ought to. And they ought, they ought to be shown respect. And even if they don't know more, they, they still ought to show respect. There is no qualifying statement here. It just says that those who have a hoary head or, or a gray head show them honor and fear God. Because he's the Lord and, and he is telling us to do this. So this officer is telling parents that they, they need to teach their children to respect authority. And that's that's part of the major problem today. We don't have respect for authority. We want to be, be doing whatever we want to do and nobody can tell us what to do. But the problem is we are all under authority. God is the ultimate authority and God has laid down authority for us. In, in the world, even though it's a fallen world, we still have levels of authority that we need to uh, that we need to respect and obey. And John MacArthur preached a message on this topic uh, or I think the topic of the message was how God restrains evil in the world. And it talks about how there is four different levels of restraints of evil. First is the inbred conscience that we're, we're all born with, that we all have, according to Romans uh, Romans uh, 2 or 3, I can't remember exactly. And then he says the third one is, is the family, or the second one is the family. And then the third one is the the church. You know, the Bible talks about the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. And then finally, the last step is the police. And once it gets to the police, it's pretty much, you know, it's, you know, the job is being done too late. And that's exactly what this officer says. This is how he ends his post. He says, by the time that law enforcement has to get involved in your child's life, it's usually past time to be a parent. And I, and I think that's exactly true. Now, that doesn't mean that parents that teach their children the law of God and and teach them the scripture and teach them to love Christ and to and to uh, command them to repent and to believe the gospel. That doesn't mean that every child will grow, will grow up and become saved and never have trouble with the law. That's not that's not a, it's not a hard and fast promise. But. Generally speaking, if you teach your children what is true, what is right to respect authority and you ingrain that in them and you uh, and you show that yourself, you will you will reap the good fruits of that and have a have a mature son, a mature daughter who will rarely, if ever, have trouble with law enforcement. So uh, listen to this. To this uh, soundbite from John MacArthur's message. Deuteronomy twenty-seven sixteen: Cursed is he who dishonors his father and mother. Cursed is he who dishonors his father and mother. This is 
This is a powerful relational restraint that God has built into the world. Faithful parents, righteous parents who take the responsibility to teach their children and their grandchildren about God, to love God and obey God, and children who respond by showing honor to their parents. That's a family that passes righteousness from one generation to the next. So yeah, if we want to pass righteousness from one generation to the next, we have to teach children to obey. We have to teach children to honor their father and their mother. And again, my, my son's only five months old, so it's easy for me to sit here and talk about this, especially when I think back to how difficult and, and arrogant and disrespectful and dishonorable I was to my own father and mother. And the fact that uh, they still loved me and, and, and prayed for me and forgave me multiple times over and over is, is really a testament to the faithfulness of God and, and his grace on their life, dealing with such a hard-headed knucklehead like I was and still <laughs> am in, in certain ways. And that's, and that's, uh, that's, I hope I have the same, the same grace from God to do that with my own son and, and try to teach him and be patient and, and training him up in the way that he should go and, and teaching him to obey and to submit to authority. But again, it starts in the home and it starts with doing it diligently as Deuteron- Deuteronomy 6 4 says. When I read this article from Daily Wire, I just wanted to talk about it a little, talk about it a little bit, and I hope this was uh, helpful to you again. And, and if you like what you're hearing, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, I'll see you on the next Do Loss Deliberation. Mm-hmm.